0: Welcome back to the Twilight Terrors. We're your hosts Julia and Lakin. In this episode we are going to be covering a triple homicide that took place in the Akron, Copley, Ohio area. First and foremost, we would just like to say that we are
1: back and in person <laughs> and we are so excited and I'm sure that you guys are excited as
0: the acoustics are so much better. <laughs> yeah, we're not recording over the phone this episode so it's definitely nice to have both of us back in person in the same room recording. So, kind of jumping right in, um, this was a triple homicide that took place in the Akron, Copley, Ohio area. Um, and there actually was a fourth victim who survived. Yeah. Which is they, pretty crazy. No, that is insane because he was still bound, gagged, and shot in the head. Yeah. And- which is how the other three victims were found. And the reporter in Ac- or Akron sorry, actually said that they were all shot like execution style. Yes. Which is... A little extreme
1: but bound gagged and then shot execution style so yeah it definitely is very horrific mm-hmm. and horrible and the fourth um victim did survive but everything is being kept private because they want him to be a key witness in this trial yes.
0: so two of the bodies were found together um and then there were, the third body was found separately but they were all as we've stated like killed in the same manner so they' quickly put together that these are related. And um correct me if I'm wrong but the first there actually there was someone that drove by who didn't call police when she saw them because she literally thought they were they, mannequins. Yeah.
1: No, that's correct. She delayed calling 911 because they were just on the side of the road like she thought they were mannequins. Yeah. And I mean they then obviously interviewed her and talked to her later but I I mean, if I was driving down the road, right? What would your you first...
0: assume that it's because he literally just dropped them off? Yeah, it was done very publicly, um, which is interesting. I mean, a lot of the times in these murder cases, you see like always the killers trying to like hide the body or you know something to that extent. Yeah. And these were literally just dropped in very public areas. And
1: I remember we were talking earlier and saying that we thought this was extremely public like he was um his name was correct me if i'm wrong elias Gondino.
0: yeah i think that's how the reporter said
1: it um is the suspect and he was caught the very next day so they found them i believe on march 10th and then Mm -hmm. he was arrested march march 11th and he is currently in jail without any bail so
0: yeah And he has a prior arrest. So he does have a criminal record. He was arrested either 2009 or 2010. He was sentenced to 12 and a half years for um, trying to sell like eight to 10 kilograms of cocaine. And it was through like multiple states. So like Ohio, Colorado, Oklahoma—I think that's the in the news reports we read. It was a couple different states, and he served jail time from 2010 to 2017. He got out a couple years early, so which is insane. And then he
1: actually in Akron, Ohio, had businesses there. Like Mm -hmm. I think he owned like a grocery store or something like grocery
0: store, like Mexican restaurant, something along those lines
1: that he then had a business and was running up until which this is point. like
0: something we've talked about too like there's a lot of people that get released from prison and it's very hard to get back up on your feet like you're coming out to nothing so the fact that he was able to start a business to me is pretty surprising
1: I agree because
0: a lot of places like won't even higher if
1: you have a criminal record which i know in our country we are and especially like misdemeanors misdemeanors
0: are one thing but like this is a he He was was in in federal federal prison prison. that's a that's a very (laughs) big crime so we were pretty shocked when we saw that i
1: no, i was very shocked and it made police were quite aware of him and Mm -hmm. kind of had a history on him as well i did see that the chief police of akron said that he thinks it's um drugs are related in this mm-hmm. case so that's kind of what they're going i think investigating and, akron police have been withholding a ton of information yeah. during their
0: investigation for the trial yeah which is what a lot of cases do like yeah. i mean i feel like we always go back to this case <laughs> but the idaho murders like so much information was withheld that's like just now coming out, people jump to conclusions like, oh, they don't have a lot of evidence, but there is mountains of evidence. So, I'm sure that police are withholding a lot of information, like, for the trial and yeah. things like that. Yeah, and once
1: but, again, I mean, police always know more than what they're... The what they them. lead on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's their job. Like, they're the, the yep. investigators in this case, and they need all the evidence and the facts to go to trial, so we... Yeah. that's what they're doing and so obviously there's more to the story but he did um the chief did announce that that he thinks it was drug related because the victims were from youngstown ohio
0: i think that's a key point in the case i was just going to bring that up all of the victims were not from the akron cobley area they were from youngstown which how far do you even I... think that is i mean 40 minutes to an hour yeah something like that i don't know exactly that's just we're just trying to guess but um it's not close it's not right by each other yeah like they're not like five to ten minutes within each other by any means so they were definitely i don't know how how they got there i don't know if they were like kidnapped or this is all information that hasn't come out yet and i'm sure it will in the trial but um
1: because they're also not sure if he was doing this alone which it would make sense in my opinion if say they were kidnapped like they were bound and gagged Mm -hmm. more of like the torturous route and Mm -hmm. then other other people were involved
0: it's really hard to get four people from one place to another by yourself let alone like getting them bound and gagged and then shooting them execution style doing that alone Seems like a challenge. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's... four
1: against one. I can't imagine...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a little... can be a little tricky there. So, so. I
1: think that's something that's still... Definitely being in- investigated and what we'll find out soon. But I think overall, like, they these murders took place very close together they found them within like a couple miles of each
0: other yeah the bodies were found a couple miles within each other
1: and then he was arrested the next day so for police like in my opinion they like have they think that it's drug related and then you know they know where these people are from they know where he's from they know his history and so i think it's going to be a pretty straightforward case for them and the trial will be pretty quick in my opinion yeah
0: but I mean, there could be something that happens that really changes it. But it seems like, you know, with his criminal record, they know his background. They know his history, like you said. And so they should be able to, like, wrap this up pretty quickly. Like, I don't think they'll need a lot of time to prepare for the trial. The fact that they were able to make that arrest so quickly and link him to this case, to me, seems like they have a lot of probable evidence against him already. I completely Um, agree. So, I don't know. I think it should be pretty straightforward, and I expect that we'll probably have an update on this case within the next couple months, like, sentencing as well.
1: We just wanted to cover it because, obviously, like, another triple homicide is... Mm -hmm. an attempted quadruple homicide is a big deal for sure. we just wanted to cover this and make it aware because I haven't seen a ton of news reports on this. Like, I've Mm -mm. seen some, but... I don't think it's been getting enough of attention, in my opinion, as yeah. I think it should. I be. mean,
0: it's definitely a big deal. Like, I mean, I I keep going back to Idaho, but like yep. you see a quadruple homicide, and like the whole country's on it, and then you see this one, and there's like local news sources covering it, and so you're it's,
1: digging and digging to find any information yeah. about it, and that's where I love like true crime podcasts because. Mm-hmm. You can hear obviously the cases that everyone knows about, but there's so many cases that don't get enough attention yes. and they deserve the same amount of public attention that every other case does, especially Agreed. if it's an unsolved case. Oh, for sure. Because there could be key like witnesses out there. Yeah. that, But no one ever knows.
0: Yeah. And I just want to like, I'm just still thinking about this. The fact that this other fourth person survived, I mean, I know there's not a lot of information on it, But, like, the trauma that that person is going to feel, I just want to recognize that. You were bound, you were gagged, and you were shot in the head, and you survived. That's pretty miraculous. That's
1: truly a miracle. Like, shot in the head. Yeah. Like, it had to have been milla, like, And I think I brought this
0: up to you earlier when we were talking about this case, too. Because I don't know if something may have happened where either this person tried to like escape and maybe the shot went off in a different direction because these other people, if they were shot like this reporter saying like execution style, this person was very, the gun was probably close to the head and you're in close range. Like Mm -hmm. very rarely do you miss. So it makes you wonder if like something happened before that shot was taken to like change the direction of that, where that bullet was going.
1: That's where I'm very interested in how he got out of the situation. Did he like did the suspect think that he killed him and just let like laid him there but then yeah. he dropped all the other bodies off so right and then how do you get away if you got shot in the head like i
0: right I just that's the stuff i'm waiting to hear about yeah. in the trial i think this case will make a lot more sense when we get that information but i think police are absolutely doing the right thing keeping this person's identity secret oh absolutely because, because, because we he don't is know gonna be... if,
1: if other people were involved they're not arrested, right? right. So his his
0: life is in his testimony is yeah. gonna be the definitely Maker, like yeah, the make or break in the case for it's sure. It's gonna be huge, and the fact that he is even being considered, or he or she, I guess I'm I'm assuming it's male because the other the, three victims are male, but we don't we don't know anything about no. this victim. Um, but definitely like if they're remembering things, even again after being shot in the head you're you're able to recall this information that's a huge deal that's
1: insane and to go through court and a trial is already a very hard thing emotionally yeah and for he or she to have to go through like a very traumatic period in their life and then recall all of these instances i mean
0: on top of physical trauma it's a lot of mental trauma and so if this person is able to recall what happened like big applause and I I commend that person because that takes so much strength to be able to go and do that and bring justice to like yourself your family and the victims families for sure so yeah it's a lot to go through but I think that's really all of the information that we kind of have on this case right now I would definitely be interested in doing an update on that case. So if that's something that you guys want to hear about, definitely let us know.
1: And speaking of updates, because we don't know like (laughs) how many, like how long the update would be. We started a Twitter account to talk to you and it's the twy terror podcast. I believe so. I will double check right now. (laughs) We are so bad with names, but (laughs) (laughs) yes, it is at twy terrors pod, T W I and then terrors pod. On Twitter and then on Instagram we're the Twilight Terrors podcast yep so follow us on both of those and we actually have a TikTok
0: (laughs) we do it's the same um, username as our Twitter we're just trying to get more engaged and figure out you know like what our audience likes I think we our Twitter specifically we just kind of want to be able to like update cases without posting a new episode Sometimes it's just easier and sometimes it's hard to record another full episode on just a little update, Update. but we also like to like watch the cases we cover, especially ones that are either like have just been solved that haven't went to trial yet, like this case.
1: Yeah. In Um, any little update, we can quickly share what we're learning along with you guys. So.
0: So I think that's pretty much it um on any of our social media platforms or like sometimes on spotify we'll leave a little poll that you can answer questions any cases that you guys want us to cover they could be old new cold cases already solved whatever you guys are interested in hearing we would love to know so we can cover them too so definitely give us some feedback let us know and we will talk to you guys soon